Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Welcome back to another episode of the Lovecast. Today's gonna be a fun one. I'm having my good friend Carson on. He was with me at that Tennessee-Bama once-in-a-lifetime football game on Saturday. So him and I are going to just talk a little bit about what that meant for the program, what that meant for us, what that meant to us. Um, those are the same thing. But yeah, we're going to be talking about that game, just that experience in general, because we think it's a super interesting story. And it was absolutely insane and a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And then... He's Carson's going to stay on, and I'm going to play a little game that I made up called NFL Surprises, so stay tuned for that. All righty, I'm here with my good friend Carson. Carson came with me to the Vols game against Bama, um, an absolutely just remarkable night. I'll never forget it, and I'm here to ask him a bunch of questions because he's one of the biggest Vols fans I know. So, Carson, thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Of course, me too. All right, so first question. Can you explain just the atmosphere that we were experiencing at that game? The atmosphere on Saturday night uh, for the Tennessee-Alabama game was electric. Uh, Neyland Stadium was rocking, literally. Um, it was so earthquake. loud in there. Yeah, apparently there was, there was some scientists' uh, studies or something that were said about uh it being so loud it shook the earth i don't really know how much truth is in that but that's just something i heard but just in general like seeing them run out of the tee and like everybody just cheering and stuff and singing rocky top and like third down for what <laughs> yeah <laughs> they were we had several uh times when we caused false starts like in the beginning of the game, like, I don't want to get into it too much just yet, but, like, yeah. when Bama got the ball to start, like, they were on – their offense was on our end of the field where the student section was, and mm -hmm. it definitely made a difference to uh, impact the start of the game for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. It was – I don't – it's really undescribable how loud it was. Um, like, our voices are still messed up. Our ears are still ringing. Um, we broke sound records. We – there were seismic shifts in the world when we were cheering like that. It was crazy. Um, so we had we didn't quite make it onto the field, but we got pretty close. Um, what were you thinking when the ball went through? Like, what was your first reaction and your first emotions? Because you've been I, a ball fan for life. Yeah, at first, like, so this is the last time Tennessee beat – or, yeah, the last time Tennessee beat Alabama uh, is – it's been 15 years, so like, yeah, I was only, I think it was 2007. I was uh, I was only seven years old, and I don't specifically remember the game. I remember like them winning because like how happy my family was and stuff, and like wearing my jersey to school that Monday in first grade and stuff. But like, uh, when they when they made that field goal, it was just like, I knew they could do it. How good we've played this season and how electric our offense is, but they they had everything happen for them that needed to and it it was just crazy and it was so surreal it was like it was like a dream yeah it really was it like i'm 
relatively new because I've only been a Vols fan since sophomore year of high school. So it's been, oh, geez, like maybe I don't even know how long that's been, but maybe six years or something. Maybe not that long. I don't even know. Um, But no, maybe that's too long. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I've only and even then for me, it was just undescribable. I was in complete shock for a while. It didn't really kick in until I was like, I got home and like my Wi-Fi came back and everybody was tweeting about it. And walking through Knoxville, can you describe what you saw? Because I saw couches on fire. Like, I swear to God, there's couch. Well, you saw it, you were there. There's couches on fire, people cheering and singing in the streets, fighting. Old people were sitting on the side of the road, hitting their inhalers. Um, at one point, the goalpost was just people were just walking down the main street that goes down Cumberland. Yeah, with the goal part of the yeah. goalpost. Yeah, the they were just walking down the main street that goes through our our campus called Cumberland Avenue with the goalpost. They ended up chucking it in the river, which is Carson. And I live by the river, and uh, so yeah, what was like the craziest thing you saw on your walk home? I mean, it wasn't really it wasn't really my walk home that uh that I'd say was the best. The best was when I got so after the game, my uh my friend uh that I've known since I was in high school, he is a longtime Vols fan and his brother and his dad are both UT grads and they've uh had season tickets for years. Anyway, they tailgate and come they've been coming to the game so i've been going to their tailgates for several years now and after the game like we all met back up at their tailgate and we were all just like cheering and it's on the parking garage yeah connected to the stadium so like there's a ton of Oz fans out there like just coming back out to their cars like hanging out just talking about how great it is like we're six and oh now we've, yeah we've been Bama, we did it so like then after that, uh, me and my friends, two of my friends, we go back to my apartment, and I had a Cuban. I had a cigar, yeah. and I low-key, I folded. I forgot it Yeah. Uh, when I left my apartment. I mean, I left my apartment at, like, 10 a.m., so I, I wasn't – I just wasn't completely prepared. That was the only thing I forgot. But yeah, I got back to my apartment, got my Cuban, and we were all hungry, too, so – Sparked that up, and we were walking to uh, we walked down to the strip on Cumberland yeah. Haynes is, and we were just seeing all the Vols fans, and we were like, yeah. We did it, we did it, we finally did it. Like, it was just great, like seeing all the Vols fans. Like, I was going up to people I've never seen before, probably never will, just hugging them, being like, We did it, like, we me won too. The game. Like, it was so much fun, and like, everybody was so so happy, and like living in the fort like you said the couches on fire like saw several couches being burned like walking by houses with people like outside on the porches and stuff like just singing yeah. rocky top everybody's just cheering like real good old time yeah it was after, amazing after that though like we went back uh we got food and then we, we went to a party yeah so, no but, um i lost you and i got split up after they rushed the field um we were we were we were together for the first part we took a bunch of pictures and then something happened dude cooper mays ran right or kate no cooper i don't know if you saw this but cooper ran up into the stands and ran right past me and that's the moment that i lost you was, oh really yeah he separated because people came it was just weird he like we like got i got split up from that moment and then like i said there was no absolutely no service so no communications with anyone but 
And even though Carson forgot his Cuban, we still smoked a lot of cigars because people were just handing us cigars like right where we were yeah, standing. That's true. Like those guys that took our picture were, were um handing out cigar or like handing us cigars. Um, yeah. Did you ever think at the start of the season? Because I didn't. I I went through and I picked every single game. I think I had us like, I forget how many games total, but I think like eight and five or something like that. Did you, what what was your projection projection for the season? I don't I don't remember a specific number, but I mean Pittsburgh. The games that I thought we would lose, uh, probably my uh, me being realistic, I, I was saying Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. But biased like UT fandom, I was like. We could pull an upset against one of them, but yeah. here we are. So. I had us, I had us like fifty-fifty on against Pitt because I forgot about how much they lost. Um, I'll, for I'll the draft, you, I'll give you a hot take. So. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, I personally, I did not believe Hendon Hooker was as good as he's played this year, and so much to say that like last year, before the season started. I wanted Joe to be our quarterback. Yeah, you want Joe Milton. I wanted Joe Milton because he's got a really big arm. Yeah. And um, I wanted him to be our quarterback. And Hendon Booger, he played he played okay last year. But like I said, my friend Hampton, that's a big Tennessee fan, like he was when we would talk about him this offseason, I would say that uh, he was like, no, Hendon Hooker's amazing. Like he can yeah. do it, man. And he's like, he's the answer. And I I would always say he doesn't have enough to take us all the way, meaning a national championship. Yeah. And that was that was back in like June, like May, June, like this was before yeah. before he started a long time ago. But sitting here now, like that's I have to eat my words. Like my <laughs> friend was saying that today. We were talking about it, like. He's he's definitely proving me wrong, and he's for sure in the talk for the Heisman. Yeah, I mean, he he had a third interception all uh, at all until that uh, interception he threw in the game against Alabama. But remember, there was the uh, the penalty called for the pass interference, so he still hasn't thrown an interception all season. Yeah, I know. Um, and it was yeah, I he's just he's so good. Like the the long ball, the deep ball that he throws is just perfect his timing is like he throws it extremely quickly but the timing is just awesome on it and um he makes great decisions he's really just calm and collected uh seems to be like a just a, an all-around like professional and i'm so happy that he's the face of our of our franchise right now him and high school and ad danny white like how good of a hire was danny white dude i it's funny because I remember, I remember the day that uh, Heupel and Danny White were, they started, they signed with UT and everything. Because yeah. I was on campus, it was yeah. back in 2020, so it was still COVID. So I wasn't going to campus much for class, but I do specifically go, remember going to campus that day, and I, I was like, man, like I feel like there's not much. Like we just hired a new head coach and a new athletic director, like. I feel like things should be more like popping right now. And yeah. I was like, I, I, at the time, I mean, both of them, they came from UCF and they won there and they have that self-proclaimed uh, national championship for the undefeated season that, uh, mm -hmm. that they have. I mean, that's why they came to UT, but honestly, I didn't know anything about them. So 
I don't know how many other UT fans really did, but I really didn't know much about them. So I didn't have really high expectations. Like I said, of all in all my life, I've heard, I've heard Butch Jones's crappy uh, introduction speech to become a head coach. Like we're gonna we're gonna build this thing brick by brick. Yeah, like, yeah right. Whatever. And then we had <laughs> we had man, it's been it's been bad. Yeah, like. It's been- it's been Pruitt a long, was I've seen, yeah, I mean, we've had Pruitt, we had, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin was, I don't want to even talk about that, yeah, fuck him, then there was Dooley, who wore his orange shorts, that was embarrassing, you know, <laughs> you know who that is there, Dooley, yeah, 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 so I've heard all their speeches, like, hoorah, rah, we're gonna, we're gonna get UT back to the winning program, all this yeah. and that, and I don't know, like I, I just personally as a fan didn't want to invest and buy in so much like right in the beginning because I didn't know anything about them. I know I've seen them lose too much to be like, all right, yeah, this is the guy. This is it. Like I had to see stuff. And then just last year and seeing Josh Heifel's offense, it's it's crazy. Another thing is getting used to watching his offense. You yeah. Have to- used to that because if you're not a C fan it's hard to follow the game like you have to be used to like it's so fast like it's crazy how fast they are between the plays I know they can't even cut to like cut scenes on like I was so you and I both rewatched the game did you notice that they would show replays and have to cut them halfway through yeah they would yeah um yeah and this is so Carson this is the second biggest I mean this is the first biggest game we've ever gone to but we've do you remember the other game that we went to that was massive? It wasn't ba- It wasn't a uh, football. The basketball game. Yeah, the Tennessee Auburn, where we took down. I, I don't. I don't. I forget. It was Auburn ranked number one at that time? I don't remember what they were ranked. It was maybe number three or something. But we took down. Uh, a, I don't remember. I can look it up. But yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We took down an Auburn team. Tennessee basketball took down an Auburn team that was that had a number three overall pick and Jabari Smith on it, and it had Walker Kessler on it um who's a professional now for minnesota that was a really good team and carson and i were like what fourth fourth row yeah we were very close and we saw trey smith yeah we took a picture with him yeah he used to be uh i think he's a left tackle he might have been right tackle he's a tackle though he played for ut and uh now he plays for Kansas city chiefs yeah he played last night um but yeah so this school this program um it's on the up and up for sure and um i just wanted like while you're looking that up i just i don't know if you've read this but the class of 98 put out a like a message did you have you heard this message yet oh are you talking about uh i think i read that on it was on a vol's instagram yeah the vol report i'm gonna read it yeah go ahead it was yeah it was really good it was really good very touching so this is just like to show what it means to go to this school, to be a part of this program, if you're not a part, like what it meant to be at this game, especially for Carson and I. Yeah. Um, So it says a message from the Tennessee student body of 1998 to current students. I hate to tell you this, but that one sticks with you for life. No matter what happens from this point forward, you're now part of a club, which carries a lifelong membership. It was a Florida game for us in the fall of 1998, but yours is now memorialized on the third Saturday in October, 2022. We have pieces of those 1998 goal posts in our offices. We have chunks of that checkered 1998 turf and Ziploc bags in our gun safes. 
we look at them often and remember ourselves exactly where you are at this point in your life. You now will forever get cold chills when you hear Rocky, Cho- Rocky Top. When you see that tee open up on the field many years from now, watching from home as babies crawl, crawl around your ankles, you get tear- you'll get teary-eyed because you'll remember that just how loud it was in Neyland that day. You'll be forever pissed at your buddies for planning weddings during game times on Saturdays in the fall. Names like Peerless Price and Jalen Hyatt will never fade from your memory. And regardless of the careers with of their careers with the game, you'll catch yourself checking in on them through the years. Your babies get orange onesies, your dog gets a UT collar, and no matter what car you drive, it'll have an orange tee somewhere on it. You'll never again be able to just drive through Knoxville. You'll always hit the eggs and drive through campus on and your old haunts. As seasons fade in and out, your passion will as well, but it will never fade. When another night like last night rolls around, you'll be hoarse for a week. You'll watch the highlights all day the next day, and your passion will be renewed. You are now Evolve for Life. Welcome. We've been waiting for you. So, yeah, that just goes to show, like, what that game meant for Tennessee fans everywhere. And Carson, like, our our class, like, from the last couple of years has spawned countless um, Tennessee traditions, which the school's known for their traditions. Uh, I think the first one and my favorite is the mustard bottle. That was that was a uh, spawn with the old miss game when Tennessee threw mustard on the field. And now the mustard bottle is arguably one of the biggest memes and now traditions around campus. I don't know if you can attest to that. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's funny that you say that um, Lane Kiffin, and yeah. I think it was SEC media day. Someone uh, had him sign a mustard bottle. Yeah. He ended up saying go Vols as well. He said he wanted to see us beat Bama, which I never thought he'd say, but my roommate yeah. has a sneaking suspicion he secretly loves the Vols. Yeah, I mean, he actually – I know he still owns his his uh, house here in Knoxville, yeah. and it's his, actually his favorite house that he owns still. And his but son's name is, like, Knox or something. On, yes, he is. And he was quoted on Saturday saying, let's go, let's, uh, go beat the state of Alabama because yeah. Ole Miss as well was playing against Auburn, and they won that game. Well, there you go. Um, so I did find the answer to what we were speaking about the Tennessee Auburn game. Yeah, Tennessee at the time was ranked 17, and Auburn was ranked number three when we played them. Yeah, and we had to like we had to get there at like 10 a.m. for that game. It was crazy. Yeah, we got there really early and uh, had to wait in line, but it was pretty fun waiting in line. Like everybody, yeah. like even talking about the atmosphere at the football game, like for example, just outside the stadium, like. Because the students, for how that works, it's first come, first serve. So, like, if you get there and you're front front at the door, you could be front yeah. row courtside. Like, that's yeah. just how it is. So, people get there really early for that. But yeah. we had that's to why shut we, down Jabari Smith Jr. that day. And we did. Sure, they did. They did a real good job of doing that. Yeah, we, we, uh, we, definitely, we definitely yelled a lot of stuff at him. Um, so, Carson, can you – break down what this win means for Tennessee recruiting wise um, and just the university. Like this is huge beyond football. Yeah, yeah, of course. So uh, there was obviously a lot of recruits at that game for future, future recruits for football. So getting that win is huge for them. Seeing that atmosphere, like we were talking about how electric it was just, Knoxville is a it's a different place on a Saturday night it's just it hits different especially being there and just the SEC environment you got going on but this is 
the only the second start uh, for UT to start five and zero since the '98 season. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a very big, big thing. The last time we started out five and zero was when Butch Jones was the coach and uh, Jawan Jennings caught that touchdown pass against Georgia in the end zone, and mm-hmm. that was a pretty, pretty good start to the season. Mm-hmm. Then that was the last time it ever really felt like it is now. Like it's like, wow, we're we got a chance, yeah. but we're six and zero now, so this is crazy. Yeah. But, um, so, I'm, go ahead. Sorry, I don't know if you heard, um, but a bunch of those recruits that were at the game ended up flipping their their commitments to Tennessee, or Tennessee ended up getting a bunch of crystal balls for different recruits. Um, notably, like. I believe out of the four we got, it was like two defensive backs and a, and two safeties, which are our biggest area of weakness. Um, so what Heupel's doing, what this team doing is doing, is not only successful right now, but it's uh, setting us up for success in the future because we need to get a good basis going of recruits so we can become like a dynasty, like in Alabama, um, like like on a lesser extent, like a Clemson. You know, they always have a solid recruiting class. They haven't been as successful recently, but. They did recently win, I mean, a while ago with Trevor Lawrence and stuff like that. So if we are looking to do that, that game was a huge step in the in that direction. Not to mention all the, you know, just students that are going to now apply to the University of Tennessee just to come here and experience what we experienced just two days ago, two, three days ago. So it's it's huge for the school. It's huge for the football program. It's huge for literally everything that has to do with this entire university and I'm so happy that you and I got to experience it together because it was – I'll never forget it, and I know you won't either. Um, For sure. All right, so just making sure we don't lose any of our listeners that are non-Vols fans because we do have listeners all over the place. Let's uh, let's switch um, to over to NFL. So you ready to talk some NFL? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so I had an NFL game prepared for you. Um, I didn't tell you what it was. I didn't, I didn't let you prep. Um, so I'm calling it like the NFL surprise game. And I'm going to give you two things and you tell me which one's more surprising and why. Okay. Okay. So first one is the Steelers being this bad or the Cowboys being this good with Cooper Rush. Which one's more surprising to you? I would say that the Cowboys uh, being as good as they are is more surprising than mm-hmm. the Steelers is bad. The reason being, I did not think that the Steelers were going to be that good anyway. Yeah. For the fact that Mitch Trubisky was going to be their starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. And now Kenny Pickett's playing like he's a rookie. So, you know, there's just going to be hiccups there naturally with a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Dallas – I think Dallas is overhyped. They got some good-name players, but – they're they're not that good anyway so the fact that i mean ezekiel elliott hasn't produced the past two years cd lamb's the best receiver they got they got they got rid of amari cooper this offseason they're not really as explosive as everybody thought they were going to be last year when they got all those weapons so this year they even lost some like dallas is just they're still in the 90s so the fact that Cooper Rush is playing for them and starting and they're as good as they are, I think that's more surprising. Uh yeah. I I um yeah, I like that answer. Um I personally I 
agree. Like the Steelers, I just didn't think that we were going to be good at all, but I didn't think we were going to be like this bad, but we ended up sneaking out a win against Tom Brady somehow. So yeah, yeah, that's, nice yeah, nice little win there. Um, but yeah, I, you raise a bunch of good points and I agree with that. Um, next one for you, Bailey Zappi being this successful with the Pats or Russell Wilson being this unsuccessful with the Broncos, which one's more surprising? Mm. That's tough. Yeah. I, I would think I would say Zappy with the Patriots just for the fact of he wasn't even supposed to be on the 53-man roster when the season yeah. started. I mean, Russell Wilson, yes, he he's a good quarterback and he's had plenty of success in the NFL, but he's old and he's going to a new team and everybody. I also think everybody on the, with the Broncos thought that this was going to be another pay to Manning situation. Uh, shout out to a ball for life yeah. right there. Shout out. But um, he broke his curse by the way. Yes. He that he curse did. Of every time he came to the, he, every time he came to Knoxville, we lost. Yeah. He broke the curse, he broke the curse. But they thought the Broncos thought that we didn't remember was everybody everybody that was at the Broncos. Peyton Manning brought his offense with him from the Colts when he came to Denver. Good point. Russell Wilson's in a new offense. A first yeah. year new offense for a quarterback that's been in the same offense since he's been in the league. That's gonna that's gonna cause some that's gonna cause some problems. Yeah, I have another question for you. Um so Bailey Zappi, WKU guy, um, yeah. for listeners at ho- home, Carson also went to WKU for a couple of years before transferring over to UT. Did you know him for two years? Did you know him or ever hear of him or watch him play or anything like that? Yeah, so uh, I saw Bailey Zappi play after I had already left WKU mm-hmm. because I think he got there – I don't know when he got there because he came there from another school, but he wasn't there when I went yeah. there. All right. And did he, what did you think about, what did you think when you saw him play? Do you remember? Uh, honestly, I mean, no, other than the fact of he was a decent quarterback. Like, he didn't make any mistakes, you know, when like anything stuck out that he did wrong in the game. He, yeah. Uh, he controlled the game and was like a decent game manager, but his name is what you remember the most. That's just a really <laughs> yeah. Like you want that a guy with a name like that, Bailey Zappi, to be your quarterback. Like that's just a cool name. Solid name. Okay. Next one for you. Is it's gonna be the Rams. What's more surprising? The Rams being as bad as they are, or the Giants being as good as they are right now? I would definitely have to say the Giants being as good as they are. Me being a Titans fan, I they obviously that was an upset in the beginning yeah. of the season when they beat us that first game. But uh, they got a pretty good ball team. They uh, they really hang around in football games. That's what keeps. That's what has gotten them to a five and one record. I mean. Uh, the Rams, they lost several weapons this season with uh, their offensive line and Odell Beckham Jr., obviously. But um, I just – I would have to say – also, Daniel Jones, he doesn't seem like – he didn't seem like a quarterback, but that he's that great. I mean, he came from Duke, so – Yeah. He doesn't have much uh, 
experience. I feel like playing against bigger dogs. And exactly. He play. He play. He's been playing well all season. So I yeah, like Giants being as good as they are. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about their coach Dayball? Do you think he? Uh, do you like him as a coach? Do you think he's like a key to what their success? Because in my opinion, that's really a big aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, he'd have to be a big part of it. Um, I mean, the Giants haven't really done anything since that boat picture with when Odell played for the Giants and yeah. Eli was quarterback. So they they kind of have a losing culture the past few years they have. So yeah. they they needed some kind of culture shift. So he, I think he's a big reason for why that's happened. Okay. Um, I like that pick too. Um, I also want to mention that like the Rams are on their Super Bowl schedule. So that's another reason. Like the Super Bowl defending or the yeah, the defending champions, they always have the hardest schedule in the NFL, to Carson's point. So I think that makes it a little bit less surprising that the Rams are having this tough of a time because they're playing the hardest schedule in the NFL this year. Um Yeah, good point. Yeah. And so my my next one, the Seahawks being this like serviceable with Gino or the Cardinals being this bad? I'm sorry, will you say that again? The Seahawks being this serviceable with Geno Smith as their quarterback or the Cardinals being this bad? Which one's more surprising to you? Man, I I think I think it's gonna have to be Geno because the Cardinals I don't think they're a good football team. I agree. The the years and not just this year. I mean, the two years before, um, they started out like nine and zero and seven and zero. Like they had really good starts, and then they fell off at the at the back end of the year. Mm-hmm. And you know about the whole controversy this off season with Kyler Murray, and that's just not a good. It doesn't seem like him and the Cardinals had a good relationship. He followed, he unfollowed them on Instagram. Like yeah. that seems kind of childish. Like, is it your high school girlfriend? Like what? Like <laughs> he followed them off of Instagram. So, I mean, that's just childish. And then he also has the thing in his contract about needing to watch like four hours of film. Like your quarterback should be watching way more than four hours of film anyway. Like, he, I don't think they're a good football team, and their coach, uh, uh, why can't I think of his name? Was that Oklahoma? Oh, yeah, dude. He, uh, I don't think, I don't think he's a great coach. I mean, no. his record, his record in college was like forty-five and like forty, and that was at Oklahoma, and. The only reason he was that good at Oklahoma the last year he was there was because Jalen Hurts, which is leading the only undefeated team in the NFL right now. So that tells you something right there. Yeah. But I mean, he also had Baker Mayfield, who was really good in college. He's had good players that he's been able to kind of look decent with. But his coaching, his coaching, uh, his coaching uh, record and stuff over the years, I don't think it's even that good. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on this point. I was not high on the Cardinals coming into the season. I didn't think they were very good. Um, it would be interesting this year because they have the in-season hard knocks, so it would be interesting to watch like yeah. how that goes with them being 
honestly, I seem I feel like they kind of are a dysfunctional organization. But yeah, I completely agree, and that's one of the, and that's another aspect as to why I wasn't super high on them. Also, they did just trade for Robbie Anderson um, after he stormed out on Carolina. So, I mean, that could be that's a uh, you know that's a another weapon for Kyler. But I'm I agree with you. I'm not high on Kyler Murray at all. He's small, but he's very athletic. But it just seems to me like he's athletic enough to succeed right now, but that's going to fade eventually. And he's not really like a quarterback, like material, like a pro quarterback, in my opinion, he just seems like a person that happens to play a, the quarterback position and be extremely um, athletic. So he can get away with a lot of mistakes that he's making that eventually NFL teams are just going to build off of. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not high on this team at all. And he's also missing his best offensive weapon right now, yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, which that's definitely making a difference in their offense and what it that's, looks like. Yeah, that's a very good point, too. When DeHop comes back, like that's his favorite and best offensive weapon. So that's a really good point to mention. Like maybe that changes some stuff, but I'm not sure. I'm I'm really again down on the Cardinals. Um, so yeah, that was the end of the surprise game. Um, why don't, can you give me your Super Bowl pick as of week? six going into week seven well yeah the end of week six going into week seven who's your pick for the super bowl right now two teams honestly i haven't i haven't picked the team picked teams for a super bowl but if i had to do do it now uh just off the top of my head from what we've seen through six weeks uh let's go how about i give you a NFC matchup and then a winner of that and then an AFC matchup uh championship matchup then the winner of that and then I'll give you a Super Bowl pick because I gotta give yeah. I gotta give myself a basis to start off with. Yeah, even better. I like it. Go ahead. All right. So I'd say from the NFC, we're probably gonna have the Eagles. The Eagles are gonna be there. They're a really good football team. Um with the schedule they have this year. Yeah, I mean, the only other teams they play that could possibly upset them earlier in the season, you would say it was the Packers. And I think now also the Titans also being a Titans fan, I think we could do something against them. Mm-hmm. But um, the Packers haven't even been a good football team. But I think the Eagles, they'll be there in the NFC Championship. And whoever they play against, I mean, it's tough to say. Uh, it's probably going to be a team that is it starts clicking towards the end of the season, mm-hmm. but um, let's just say I don't know. We'll say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, they'll they'll figure it out. So then in the AFC, I think honestly it's probably going to end up in the AFC being the Chiefs and. The, whoever wins that game, it'll be the home team. All right. Fair. Fair. Okay. I like I it. The Bills Eagles Super Bowl and Bills win it. Okay. I, that's, I'm right now, that's what I'm having is Bills Eagles, and I think the Bills win it. Oh, seriously? Yeah. But I also think um, I could see um, some team like the Vikings or just a, um, trying to think of who else is in the. The Vikings are still pretty good, and yeah. the thing that people – I mean, the only game they've played in the primetime game was that game that they lost against the Eagles, and yeah. they just got – they got uh, they got humiliated in that game. Yeah. But um, 
that's the only loss they have. They they're a decent football team. Kirk Cousins, he he does enough. He can he's not gonna win you any games. He he'll lose you some games, but he can definitely get enough done with the weapons he has and Dalvin Cook and Jefferson at receiver, man. Like they're they're a really good team. Yeah, I think um the well, don't they? Who's their yeah. coach? Um, oh shoot, is it his name? It's not. It, they got rid of um, Zimmerman or whatever Zimmer. Yeah. And then, um, hold on, let me look up the coach's name real quick. Um, but while I do that, I also could see the Bucks and the 49ers um, upsetting the Eagles. Uh, and then they got Kevin O'Connell as their new coach. Um, who does the who? But the 49ers, who did they play this past? Uh, they, they yeah, they lost. Um, which they didn't was- look good yesterday, and they really haven't looked good since that game when um, Jimmy Garoppolo came in. Yeah. Or when yeah, yeah, like they really haven't looked like. Yeah. Because I mean, last year Jimmy Jimmy G was good, and they were there in the playoffs, and were a team that were there to make some noise, but. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good yeah. possibility. We'll just have to see. There's a lot. There's a lot of football left to be played. True. Um, they lost to Atlanta last weekend, but or this weekend, and um, yeah, dude, Atlanta. They've been doing. They've been doing something special down there with Arthur Smith. Man, yeah. he's got he's got that ship going in the right direction. I think so too. And um, but yes, yeah, so this the 49ers mostly. It's like their defense is just unstoppable, really. And I think that's a big thing that could um, you know. I just think the Eagles are so young that, and they haven't really been tested. I don't know if they will get tested until the playoffs, which is a little scary to me. And I could also see the Buccaneers. Like I know they just lost to the Steelers, but uh, Tom Brady plays his best football after Thanksgiving. And he's had like a really beat up um, O-line and he hasn't had consistent receivers yet. If he gets like consistent receivers and a solid O-line, they have already one of the best defenses in football, if not the best right now. And they can, I could see them, you know, knocking off the Eagles and it being Eagles, Bills, but I don't think anyone's beating the Bills this year. I think, I think the Bills are just so good. And that game they played yesterday against the yeah. Chiefs was something else. But yeah. speaking of Tom Brady, not not to take anything away from your Steelers or you and y'all's win yesterday, oh, suck. but I do know that, that no, but I know that Robert Kraft. He had a wedding apparently yeah. this weekend, and Tom Brady was in attendance. So yeah. that could have had something to do or affect uh, his play for sure. Yeah, I completely. I I've heard a lot about that, and I think that's a big reason is that um, I think they just they went to go see or like I th- I think that had a big thing to do it because it was like he skipped walkthroughs against the Steelers, and then I believe that was like a Thursday he had to like go to um, um, New York for that wedding. So. That, I think that had an effect of, on it for sure. Um, yeah, is there any other NFL you wanted to talk about? I mean, it's funny you asked me about Russell Wilson because uh, his Monday Night Football game is going on right now, and yeah. it's up to nothing already. I know. He's looking – and you took uh, – we were talking before the – like on a break real quick that uh, fan, or DraftKings boosted um, just, uh, Justin Herbert anytime touchdown pass to plus 100 and you put some money on that so how are you feeling so far are you nervous yet or what no I mean there's still three quarters of football at the play yeah. I also put some money on the spread so I mean it'd be I'd be more I'm more worried about that but 
Yeah. There's still plenty of football to play. I think Justin Herbert, he's a really good quarterback. But yeah. I still have Eckler on my fantasy team, so I, I'm I got a I got a lot going for me in this game. So I hope the Chargers can pull pull it off. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, I think I think like the Chargers are. I have not been betting the Chargers because they they really confuse me. Like I think I'm going to throw them on the do not bet list this week, depending on the outcome of this game because. They they confuse me. I don't really know how to bet them, to be honest. Have you had success betting them? Uh, truthfully, I I think I only bet them on a parlay earlier in the season, and it was a game that they lost. But um, no, I haven't I haven't been betting on them uh, other than this game. But just talking about how their play's been, like you said, you might put them on your do not bet list. They uh. They are like they're a young team, and Herbert's a young quarterback. So they have they have times that they just make some mistakes. So it is frustrating to watch. Like, do you remember the game they played against the Raiders in the playoffs last year? Yeah, it was like both of them couldn't get couldn't get a play done. It was like you needed one of them to make a play, and it took so long. But I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll win tonight. Yeah, hopefully. Um, well, thank you, Carson, so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to have you on in the future. Talk NFL, Vols, whatever you want to talk about. Um, thank you for going to that game with me and experiencing that, like, just once-in-a-lifetime moment that we experienced. Um, and, yeah, I wouldn't have rather I'd love done to it. go to the uh, UK game together again. It would be, be a good time. I know. I want to, but I'm going to be in New Hampshire, so I can't. I'm, I'm gonna oh, be, really? Did yeah. you see that announced today? It's gonna be at uh, it's gonna be at seven o'clock. Saw that, and, I, and they're wearing their black jerseys, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's gonna be wild. Um, hopefully you're able to go. I unfortunately will be having to watch from home, but um, literally in my home state, New Hampshire. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, and we will have you on for sure in the future. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Shot it was all with y'all. Oh, Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. Nobody kidding. Fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy. I wanna try. She looking too good. Can't let it go by. Oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Yeah. This slow mulatto. She could be a model.